Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Hope everybody is as ready for championship week in college football as I am, because that's exactly where we are going with this episode. I got some predictions for you, how I think it's going to shake out, and overall how I think it's going to go. Let's get right to it. Drop the beat. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Mind of Mike J podcast. And again, I am coming to you. I have to apologize. I have not been getting these up nearly as often as I would like to, but been just been a crazy hectic with the holidays and a few other things we've had going on. But I'm looking forward to really starting to crank out my content as regularly as I had been for the last five, six months or so. Uh, as we are getting into that being said, um, let's go ahead and get right into it. We got the college football playoff rankings. If you guys have been paying attention to college football, just came out a few hours ago. I believe it was 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And we got our last college football rankings, or second to last, I believe, because I believe the only the next set will be next Tuesday after this weekend's conference championship games. Right now, we got the reigning national champion Clemson Tigers at number one. Auburn, who just upset Alabama this past weekend during rivalry week at number two. We got Oklahoma sitting number three in their high-powered offense. And Wisconsin of the Big Ten coming in at number four. As you guys know, only the top four teams can get into the college football playoff, and whoever is left standing at the end of that will be your national champions. Clemson's going up against Miami here in Charlotte, North Carolina. All kinds of excitement going on there. Auburn plays Georgia, who has been breaking out, who broke out this year, has a very good shot of also still making the playoff. Auburn's got the momentum, but Georgia should not be slept on. We got Oklahoma playing TCU over in the Big 12 and Wisconsin going up against Ohio, the Ohio State University, as they say on Monday Night Football. But um, I just wanted to do a real quick rundown. I know this, I know those aren't the only conference games going on, but for the most part, your top four is going to come out of one of those conferences, the Big 10, the Big 12, the ACC, or the SEC, and I will explain why that and a few other things um, right this second. Uh, number one, what I want to kind of go through is who will f- end up being in the top four uh, come next Tuesday. I do believe, before I get into, before I get too much into it, I want to kind of set the precedent. I personally believe there should be a representative from each of those. Ideally, there should be a representative from each of those conferences play into the playoff. I would like to see one member of the ACC, one member of the Big Ten, one of the Big 12, one of the SEC. Not that there aren't, not that there aren't multiple teams from a particular conference that would be worthy of being the top four. But I don't really... Traditionally, I haven't always liked that, especially when it comes to college football. Um, I don't like the idea that you can be a champion and a power 
in a Power 5 conference and lose out to and not have a chance to play for the national title. I kind of like kind of like in college basketball how being your being your conference champion automatically gets you into the tournament. I feel like in college obviously there we we got five power conferences in football and there's only four spots. So technically that isn't cutting it just by winning your conference, but I do believe I do believe as a general rule if you win your conference, you deserve strong consideration and you deserve to make the college football playoff. Now, that being said, I really only see two out of these four conferences where the champion should be a shoe-in to at least be participating in the final in, in the actual college football playoff. I think the ACC, the whoever wins the SEC championship this weekend and whoever wins the ACC championship, regardless of who it is, is going to be in this playoff. Obviously, we know about Clemson and Auburn. All they got to do is handle business. They're going to stay right where they are. Clemson plays Miami, who is currently number seven. Do I think a one-loss Miami team, because that's what would happen if they were to win, does a one-loss Miami team deserve to play in the playoff, taking down the number one team in the country? Absolutely. I don't think you can dispute that at all. Auburn plays Georgia. If does a one loss would a one loss Georgia team deserve a shot as the SEC champion in the final playoff? Absolutely. I don't think regardless of what else happens, I don't think you can make a case to keep Georgia out if they are to win this game against Auburn coming up this weekend. They will leapfrog Alabama and at least take the four spot and get into that last spot into the playoff. Now, the Big 12 and the Big 10, I really, really wanted to say that the Big 10 champion as well would be a shoe-in. Wisconsin's at number four. Again, they don't go anywhere if they win, obviously. We got Ohio State. We got Ohio State hovering around in the top 10. I believe they are the number, let me see, six? No. I believe they are the eight team. Uh, Somebody's going to have to fact check me on that. But regardless, I do think that Ohio State, I wanted to say that they would be a shoe in as well. But as you guys know, you know, you guys know how they did Penn State last year. Ohio State is also a two loss team. And. Do I think that them beating Wisconsin might mean that a one-loss Alabama team, even though I do, I do I think Alabama would deserve it? No, but do I think that the committee is not beyond putting a one-loss Alabama team at the fourth spot if Wisconsin were to lose to Ohio State? I do not think that is out of the realm of possibility. So I and like I said, we saw what how they did Penn State last year with the Big Ten. So I don't want to say Ohio State is a shoe in. I would say ninety percent chance that they're probably in, but I do think there is a chance that they could still win, be the Big Ten champions, but also not be competing in the playoff. Alabama is pretty much the only team that's not playing for a championship this weekend that has a shot because they are they were the number one team pretty much all year. They did blow it against Auburn in their rivalry game. They are sitting right there at that five spot waiting on someone to blow it. And 
ideally, I think if you're Alabama, you want you want TCU to win before you want Oklahoma. Or excuse me, you want TCU to win before you want Ohio State to win. Even though Oklahoma is the number three team, I don't see TCU leapfrogging Alabama all the way from the number all the way from outside of the top ten to leapfrog Alabama and make if and to leapfrog Alabama and make the playoff. That just doesn't seem realistic to me at all. No disrespect to the Big Twelve, but if Oklahoma doesn't pull it off, then they just will not have a representative in this playoff. Not this year. So if I'm if you are Alabama if I'm an Alabama fan, the game I'm watching is the Big 12 title because I know if Oklahoma blows it, Alabama should get that last spot. I would do I think Oklahoma's going to lose? No. Uh, they have Baker Mayfield's a Heisman candidate. They have a ridiculous offense. They did go into Columbus, Ohio and torch the Buckeyes earlier this year. Oklahoma I can't remember the last time. Was it Texas? Was that the last time we had a national champion come out of the Big Twelve? I mean, I know that I know that the Big Twelve isn't necessarily a powerhouse when it comes to producing national champions. Not as of recently. I know it's kind of it's hard for me to believe in a Big Twelve team winning the whole thing, but I do think Oklahoma at least has a Oklahoma definitely has a chance. Let's not just write them off. Um, but I'm not necessarily buying them as a national champion, but no question if they win the big 12, they're in, they're staying right where they are. Nothing's going to happen to them. And hopefully they at least get a chance to prove me wrong. Um, now who will actually win? Who will actually win these games? Who's going to act? Who do I actually think is going to make the playoff? And how is this whole thing going to play out? Starting with the Big Ten, Wisconsin and Ohio State. I'm, I really sat down and thought about it, and without going into too much number crunching, just looking at on the surface, Wisconsin did not have the most impressive schedule. They did beat Iowa, who, who manhandled Ohio State, so that's not to be ignored. They did beat Michigan, by double, and they beat both teams by double digits. Their defense is elite. Their offense is not. But Wisconsin has been very consistent. They've taken care of business when they've had to. So I think they have a very good shot of winning this game. Ohio State got their statement wins over Michigan State and Penn State earlier this year. So it's not that Ohio State hasn't had their signature moments as well. The problem is... They had equally bad losses at Iowa and against Oklahoma, like I just mentioned, in front of their own home crowd. Those were not close games either. Both of those, those were bad losses. So it's hard for me to have that much faith in Ohio State as well. Um, If you guys were listening to my college football preview podcast that I was doing with uh, my boys Gary and Ben and Tyler earlier this year, I I did predict that Ohio State would run train through their regular season schedule. So I am very hard pressed on this because my brain says my brain and logic says to pick Wisconsin, but my gut wants me to go with my original pick. 
stick to my guns and pick Ohio State. So, oh man, that's, you know what? I'm going with Ohio State. I'm going to stick with my gut. I want to stay with my original season pick. I don't like flip-flopping. And that's what I'm going to go with, and we'll just have to see there. They Ohio State beats Wisconsin. They come in at the four spot. That, unfortunately, is the only upset that I feel like is coming. Clemson, like I mentioned before, they're playing Miami here in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is as which is pretty close to a home game. Clemson has a huge following in the state of North Carolina, uh, Charlotte especially being right there close to the border. And even if you're from even all the South Carolina people, they can come right across. They can come right across the border into Charlotte, North Carolina to see that game. Um, there's going to be a whole lot of Clemson Orange in Bank of America Stadium this weekend. I think it's pretty much a home game for them. And Clemson's going to... Miami, I'm sorry, I don't I don't think Miami has a shot to win this game. I just don't. Uh, I, I think it would be it would be interesting if they were to pull it off because, like I said, if Miami does win this game, I think they absolutely deserve a shot to play for the national title. But it's just not going to happen. Miami really hadn't played anybody tough all year. They blew it last second against Pittsburgh. And if you can lose to Pittsburgh, you can definitely lose to Clemson in a game where Clemson will most likely have a home field advantage. Oklahoma, their offense will not be enough to win the national title. It will be enough to beat TCU. And that's pretty much all I'm going to say there. Auburn and Georgia was another one I went back and forth on for the longest time. Georgia has made some great strides this year. They have a a very, very good team. But uh, I like to pick, especially when it comes to, especially when it comes to collegiate sports, I always like to pick the teams that have the most momentum going into the postseason. And if there's anybody that's got momentum right now, it is Auburn. There's there's no more. There's there's no there's no team with more momentum, I think, right now moving forward than Auburn, who just took down the number one team in the country, who also just happens to be their to be their all time rivals. So I'm going with Auburn over Georgia. I don't like I said. Oh, there won't be nobody out of that top four is going anywhere except for Wisconsin, and I could be wrong. I'm I'm going with that. So your top four is going to be Clemson, Auburn, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, which leads us to which will make a Clemson, Ohio State one versus four, and an Auburn versus Oklahoma two versus three. That being said, I gotta go with. I gotta go with, and this is where I, I maybe maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. A lot of people are gonna think I'm I'm out of line for this. I'm going with Ohio State over Clemson. Reason why I don't see three national title games in a row is pretty unheard of. I think that's I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility but I I don't see Clemson uh, I don't see Clemson doing it. So I think based off of that I think Ohio State will sneak in 
will sneak in and get the upset over Clemson. I don't see a third national championship game in Clemson's future. I just think that's being a little bit too ambitious. And I'm going to go with Auburn over Oklahoma in the two versus three. He said, I think Oklahoma's got a great team. He said, offense is potent. Auburn is just as tough. And I just don't really like Big 12 teams when it comes to playing on a national stage. I just don't. Never really have. I've always traditionally gone with the ACC or SEC schools, and that's not going to change here. And then I have Auburn over Ohio State and as for your national title game. Ohio State has just Ohio State is a very good team. They were the ones that I they were my favorites going into this year. But again, I like the teams with the momentum and those two losses, though that Iowa loss and that Oklahoma loss scare me. They just do. I I don't I don't I I just I'm, I'm not 100% on Ohio State. Like I said, I think I'm reaching even saying that they'll make the playoff. So I'm not going to go too far-fetched here if I haven't already. I'm going with Auburn as your national champions. We will have to see. I want to be on the record making my points before this weekend comes in. You guys let me know what you think. And this should be, either way, it's going to make for an exciting weekend. And I really can't wait to see how it all plays out. But that being said, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to get to these L's of the week. I got a couple that I need to hand out. So I'm going to go take a break real quick and we'll let you come in and we'll get you right back. been away long enough so I have no excuse to only have one and fortunately I have a couple that I need to hand out the first one is going to go to the Buffalo Bills for their benching of Tyrod Taylor not this last week but the week before in exchange for Nathan Peterman whoever that guy was supposed to be um if you guys weren't paying attention Tyrod Taylor's benching wasn't that big of a deal he wasn't playing all that well, which I don't know if I'm in a position to say that because he tore my Buccaneers up in the fourth quarter, but we can't seem to beat anybody. So Tyrod Taylor hasn't, hadn't been playing that well. The, what made it what made it a little bit of a bigger deal than it should have been was Tyrod came out a couple days later and claimed that he was benched in part because he's black. Um, that I, I, I feel like that was, I felt like that was kind of a reach at the time. And at the time I was ready to hand Tyrod Taylor the L of the week for saying that. And then I saw Peterman play. This dude threw five interceptions in it. It literally felt like he threw an interception on every pass and these weren't even close it wasn't like he was making accurate throws and defenders were just jumping in front of him. I mean, he was throwing balls 
to where none of his receivers even were. I mean, it was bad. If you guys hadn't seen it, go go look at the highlights from that game a couple weeks ago against the Chargers. That was horrible. So I almost it forced me to side with Tyrod for a little bit because how on God's green earth there's no way that the coaches that I have a hard time believing that Peterman wasn't playing like that in practice. I have a hard time believing that Peterman was this great I mean, now that's what they said. They tried to say that they were disappointed and that they didn't, and then they tried to act like they didn't see it coming. But let's be honest. There's no way in, there's no way in hell. I, I'm sorry. I don't believe that for a second that Nathan Peterman was this great quarterback in practice and he was making throws and doing all these great things for you. And then he just comes in the game and blows it. I think he had always played like that, and maybe that's why Tyrod said what he said. Because it's clear this guy is trash. I mean, he didn't even look like he should be in an NFL roster. I could have got out there and thrown five interceptions in one half and not made it to halftime. I could have got out there and did that. So, I'm not really sure what happened there. And then it looked even worse because Tyrod was able to come out against the Kansas City Chiefs this past Sunday and won the game. So maybe this whole thing was a ploy. Maybe the Bills were just trying to get the guys get get Tyrod fired up. I, I'm not sure what the what the goal is here, but it looked that looked horrible. Nathan Peterman should not even be on your roster. And to be quite honest with you, that was probably one of the worst displays of quarterbacking I've ever seen. And the fact that you were to to bench that man at all and that's the guy that you had to back him up, you get an L for that one. That's just unavoidable and inexcusable as far as I'm concerned. Um, now the second L that I'm handing out is going to go to Tennessee football and the way that they have handled this Greg Schiano situation. Um, for those of you that don't know, Tennessee is in... Tennessee football is looking for a new football coach, um, as they should, because Tennessee was god-awful in football this year. Uh, And the Tennessee fan base, to my knowledge, is not okay with that. They expect to win. They expect to be competitive. They expect to compete with the Floridas and the Georgias and the Alabamas and what have you. Um, They are very far from doing that. And so naturally, they're looking for a new coach. Now, I am not a Greg Schiano fan personally at all. Greg Schiano coached my Buccaneers a few years back. In two seasons, I think he won a grand total of six games. Something It was less than ten in two years. I remember that. Um, he's not a good coach. The players couldn't stand him. Um, I personally thought he did a horrible job. But I didn't like how they handled the situation. And maybe somebody closer to this um, or someone that maybe knows a little bit more than I do can maybe clear this up for me. But just on the surface of what I'm seeing, what I kept reading and what was being reported is that the Tennessee fan base, there was at least a large percentage of the Tennessee fan base that believed that Greg Schiano had... A played a part in the um, 
the whole child molestation scandal at when he was a coach at Penn State that um, that Penn State dealt with when they had um, Jerry Sandusky. Uh, now, supposedly, Mike McQuery, the guy that where this came from, Mike McQuery, who is on the staff, who was on the staff at Penn State, said that he didn't even talk to Greg Schiano. He talked to another guy when they were all coaching at Penn State. McQuery talked to a guy who talked to Schiano, who said he might have seen something. Both the guy that McQuery talked to and Schiano have both denied it, and at the very and at the very best, all Mike McQuery was able to prove is that the guy that he spoke to account is correct. But like I said, the guy's come out and denied it. So um, apparently, long story short, that turned into allegedly, in the eyes of the Tennessee fan base, turned into turned into a guilty conviction, and now. Um, I guess the moral fiber of the Tennessee fan base would not allow them to employ Greg Schiano, um, which is crazy because this is coming from the same school that had to pay out like $2.4 million uh, for a Title IX lawsuit uh, because they apparently were mistreating the female athletes. I don't get it at all. I don't know where this is coming from. Um, I, I mean, my understanding is that people want to win. Now, I know a lot of people that are going to say, that have said that Tennessee just didn't think Greg Shannon was a good coach, which I said he's not a good coach just now. So maybe that's where it's coming from. But I've been hearing this, from, I've been hearing this Penn State thing being thrown around a lot. And I don't think anybody, I don't like the idea of people being treated as if they're guilty just because one person says it might have, could have, possibly, allegedly happened like 10 years ago, sort of, maybe. I don't like the idea of, I don't like that idea. I don't like the fact that the Tennessee athletic director felt that much pressure from his fan base um, over a hire that it seemed like he felt very good about. And he had all these great things to say about him after you decided not to sign him. And I mean, he pretty much, my understanding is, is the deal was on the table, ready to be signed and, and they're ready to move forward with it. And then somebody leaked it that they were going to hire Shiano and the Tennessee fan base apparently just went off. Um, I, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't like that. Maybe there's something I'm missing, but just based off, just based off of that, that I'm hearing, didn't really like it too much. And because now it's like, well, now who are you going to get? Now, I've been hearing that they want to get Greg. They, I've been he- hearing that they want to get John Gruden, um, which John Gruden would bring personality. John Gruden's uh, a Super Bowl winning coach. Um, John Gruden is probably also not leaving his comfy, cozy ESPN job. Um, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe that's where... Maybe that's where it's coming from. I, it, I've, I, I swear, every time I hear Tennessee and John Gruden, you hear polarizing accounts of what exactly is going to happen there. But overall, Tennessee football and your fan base, you guys get an L for the way you guys treated Greg Shano. I don't think that was very fair to him. But you know what? It is what it is. That's why your team can barely beat anybody this year. 
And you know what? Hopefully it works out for you in the future. But again, guys, uh, let me know what you guys think about this college football and championship weekend. I will be working to get more content out to you, hopefully this week. But in the meantime, I appreciate everybody listening. You've been tuning in to the Mind of Mike J podcast. I am signing off, and I will talk to you all soon.